0: Log talk radio. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, Get up, get up, get up, get up. wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, 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 I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science and spirituality are both telling us that we are all connected, that we are all one. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind Awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Uh, today's show topic is Speak Up for Real Hope with World Peace Clown Suzanne Carew. This is Suzanne, sorry, this is Suzanne, second time um, with us on Awake to Oneness Radio. I invited her back because she is, like I said, a world peace clown, and she has a wonderful program for children, for students, that she's trying to implement in the schools in Australia. She is connected live from Australia. It's Saturday morning down there, and we like to welcome Suzanne to Await to Oneness Radio. Welcome, Suzanne. How are you?
1: Hi, Carolyn. How are you?
0: Good, I hear you good now. Yes, Uh, Suzanne's connecting from her computer. When I have international guests, we have to use, it's called a direct link. And sometimes that link works very well, and sometimes, you know, we we have to uh, pray to the computer gods. (laughs) But we're connected (laughs) now. Thank you. Thank you so much. Go ahead. You're welcome, was just going to say to you we'll just have to
1: take it a better time (laughs) because it may it may sort of come in and out um it might be my computer not so much your program so we'll do the best we can
0: okay well I'm hearing you okay now like I said talk I think if you talk slow don't talk too fast because sometimes um the audio is going in and out so if you talk slower maybe we won't miss a word (laughs) and um I like it was (laughs) Saying to the audience, to the listeners, um, you have a wonderful program. You you have authored a series of books called "Awaken the Fool," um, but I really want you to go into details. And you have a manuscript, uh I'm reading notes now. Uh a full for piece manuscript. Um, what I'd like for you to do, uh, with tonight's program, if you if you can, is just share more detail about the program that you have for children. Yes, are you still there?
1: I'm here. Great, great, 'cause you it just you just went quiet for a moment, my end.
0: <laughs> Oh, right. I the went program. quiet. I actually went quiet to hear you talk. <laughs> so that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all was
1: good. <laughs> Great. The program that I uh, was inspired, I, I actually dreamed I was teaching peace, and I remember at the time I was in Canberra, and I wondered if anybody taught peace in schools. And I rang a teacher who is a friend of mine, and I asked him, does anybody teach peace in the curriculum in schools? And his answer was, we teach war and peace, you know, through the general curriculum, but there isn't a sort of a foundation to education grounded in universal values. Peace, of course, you can imagine peace like a white light, fragmented into colours. Mm-hmm. Now the colours of my program, which is called Real Hope, are universal values. The so Real Hope is an acronym for responsibility, empathy, awareness, love, honesty, oneness, peace, enjoyment. And if a school give me a ninth week, the last letter would be an S, which is real hopes. An S, of mm-hmm. course, stands for service. So when you integrate universal values, which are not the same as cultural values, you know we, or ethics, we tend to talk in terms of ethics, but they tend to be culturally defined, with real hope the universal values are universal for every human being on the planet. So when children learn experientially each of these values, it will bring them into alignment with the real hope. Um, another way of, of envisaging this is it's a model. So if you look at real, the word real and the word hope, The way I see them is real is authentic. So if you want to know when you're looking at a particular issue, if you want to look through the prism of real hope, you would look through that and you would say, okay, if I look at what is real or authentic, is the person being responsible or what is the responsibility in this issue? Is there empathy? So if I look through the prism of empathy, what do I see? So if we're dealing with a person or an issue, we, we put on the glass of empathy and we, we stand in the shoes of the other. Awareness is, well, what do I know about this? Where is my awareness on this? And, of course, as you and I both know, awareness has many levels. The next uh, value is love. So if I put on the glasses of love... What do I see about this person or issue? Now, that gives me a sense of the authenticity, right, of that particular Mm -hmm. subject matter. Then if I want to look at do we have hope, and, of course, we could use any issue for this. We could say terrorism. We could say um, violence in the world. We could say, you know, planetary ecology. So we put on buses of hope as part of that model. So look at honesty, which is the first letter. So if I'm truthful, if I'm truthful and I put on those glasses and I look out onto the world or onto the person, what is the truth? If I'm honest, what is the truth? And, of course, Byron Katie comes up in my mind right now. So is it true?
0: Uh-huh, <laughs> really Yes. Good I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you I look love at the that. Ne-
1: the next letter is you put on the glasses of oneness, which is what you and I particularly love. And you look out onto the world in a sense, and you could say in a meditative sense of oneness. What do I see about this person who is the mirror of me? (laughs) What do I see in the world? What do I feel? And so this connects us to innate universal feeling. Then we look out through the glasses of peace. Now, if I'm sitting within that energy of peace and I'm looking at the issue, with peace in my heart, not in mind, peace in the heart, Uh or I'm looking at that person with peace, suddenly all the things that we thought were negative drop away because in a space of peace, you only can see with with love anyway. So you start to see more clearly. And the last one there is enjoyment. So if Uh I feel joy and I look out upon the world, even in the midst of crisis... (laughs) I add, the perceived midst of crisis. Where I'm sitting right now in this one moment, there is no crisis, right? (laughs) So I look out with enjoyment. I'm feeling very happy. What do I see about terrorism? What do I see about violence? What do I see about when I'm in a state of joy? Well, funnily enough, I feel no fear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I can see humor in this. Oh, well we'll work it out won't we we'll just have to find the funny in this and um and what that does of course because these are virtues these are universal virtues what mm-hmm. this does is it lifts frequency if you're problem solving it lifts frequency yes. so rather than allowing the prism of our mind to be influenced by fear we shift into universal values which is intrinsic it's thought based it's feeling based, then we look with real hope out onto the world, so that's the model
0: <laughs> thats yes, it's the model. beautiful, yes, that is so beautiful, and it's so true, actually, I think to teach these uh universal truths to children actually, I think is easier <laughs> than teaching oh, them yes. to adults in the sense that children are more open mm-hmm. already. To universal truth because I think they're closer To it um, they, You know they haven't been here long enough To be tr- uh, Pretty much trained Out of universal truth Or you know um, So I think they're closer to the truth Than uh, people that have been here For a much longer time And society's, uh You know cultural society Is just telling us something Totally different than what universal truth is is teaching us, and like to like I said for children, I think they just I've been actually I've had my grandson he he's gone now he's back in school but um, I had him his whole summer break which he only had six weeks <laughs> he's six years old and he only got six yeah. weeks out of school for he goes to a progressive um, charter school in new jersey and they only have six weeks summer vacation so he spent his whole summer vacation with mima that's me and uh, he i was teaching him you know i have all of um neil donald walsh's children's books i have all of uh dr wayne dyer's children's book so i i read and actually he's to the point where he's reading himself so i'll let him read them to me and we talk about it, so he has a very good understanding of what oneness is, and he'll tell me, "Well, Mima, that's you know, oneness is that we're all connected, we're all one." So, and it was very easy for him to to grasp that at six years old. So I, I understand this is a beautiful thing you're doing, and um, my my I envision and I envision it taking off and really spreading globally to all of the schools and all the every education system on the world in the world because we do need to start teaching these true values these universal values to children at a young age
1: I think so because the problem is that when we are are taught in such a way that's putting knowledge In which the conventional education system with you know with respect to the teachers out there you know I feel great Mm -hmm. love for everyone and I know that everything makes its own contribution but because we're at a point in the world's history where it's clear we have to change the way we think and I think most people are recognizing that the way that we are thinking today is not working and It really is asking the question, what works? Not what is the educational outcome, because we have outcomes in education systems that have been designed in bureaucratic frameworks. What we really need to ask is what works. Now, when we use values, values are not just a subject to be taught in order to attract parents to you know, register in that school or enrol in that school, values have to be seen in a much deeper way. They are the absolute foundation of who we become. So if we don't get that right at school, Mm -hmm. then children are going to grow up with a, a different prism which sees the world through an analytical thinking process which can easily be subverted by a range of ideas through the media, through the movie industry, through online violent video games, through parental breakup where they see the conflict and unhappiness within their own families, through a mentality that believes that defense is creating security rather than inner security, which means to sit with you and let's work out this problem together problem Mm -hmm. solving conflict resolution are absolutely critical because most people if not every single person is often wrong when they're in conflict and in fact I might reframe that and say every person is wrong when they're in conflict now People will say, No, I'm not wrong. That person did the wrong thing. Now, that's looking through the prism of morals. Now, morals have come from religion, and that's a history that we've got. That comes from a right wrong, right wrong mentality. That's from morals. When we're looking through the prism of universal values, it joins us, it doesn't separate us. When I say that you are a non believer, and I don't like you, because I can feel a contraction within myself, then I am operating out of human morals. When I look at you through the prism of love, love, there is no way I can reject you. Because when I see you for who you are without a story, I actually see that you're just the same as me. But mm-hmm. we're thinking differently. we thinking differently. And if we're very aware of embracing diversity so it's okay for you to think differently rather than me fighting you we can sit down and explore the difference and isn't that exciting wow we see differently Mm -hmm. that is the prism through the universal consciousness that absolutely celebrates diversity it's fun
0: (laughs) diversity is Mm -hmm. fun but yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> it, it, it's the spice of life. It actually makes us our differences makes us stronger because it's the spice of life. It would be a very boring place if we were all we all liked the same thing and we all did the same. It would be so bored to death. It would but the spice what and like you say I say all the time, a person doesn't have to see things exactly the way I see them. I, I'm i just sharing like I do with this show. I'm just sharing what is in my heart. And I'm just sharing my story that maybe someone can get inspired from. So it's not about anyone having to agree with me and, and, and say I'm right. You know, it's it's not about right or wrong. It's It's about just sharing and sharing in love. Just like you said, when you share in the spirit of love, Love sees no right and wrong. It sees only the love in that other person because we're all divine, all divine love. And that's all love sees is love. It's so true. So it's never for me, I, I always say that it's never for me a matter of right and wrong. It's a matter of, okay, let's just share. And, oh, some things we may say, oh, yeah, I think that way too. Are uh, you like okay? I think a little different on that, but there's no need to have animosity, because I think differently on, I, I believe differently. We're still all all one. We're all we're all connected to God. We're all connected, literally connected to each other. So it's so true. So yes, and, and teaching that to a child that a person doesn't have to agree with you. Um, but you can still be their friend. You can still love them. You don't have to agree on the same thing. <laughs> and you don't have to argue about it. So true. Did Sue? Suzanne? I hope I didn't lose you. Suzanne? I don't hear you. Do you hear me? Okay. I was wondering, I was hoping that we weren't going to. Run into this te- technical difficulties The last time um, We did a show together uh, We actually did an hour and 15 minute show And then uh, She got disconnected But Suzanne What I'm going to do is just uh, leave, Stay on air Oh there you go again I see you Okay all righty. she connected again Alright Hi Suzanne are you there <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> Great. No, I'm glad you were able to do that. I said let's just hope she connects back. So, did, yes. were you able to hear me? Okay? No.
1: My look the problem the problem is not you. The problem is my clunky computer. I know it is. And what <laughs> happened was I was actually trying to set two computers up this morning because <laughs> because this one seems to have a problem. It, it, every now and then the wireless goes out, so I have to
0: reconnect uh-huh. right right <laughs> please, right, right,
1: please don't think that that we Australians are that backward, we're not it's just me. <laughs>
0: No, I don't think Australians are back. No, I think that happened to us the last time, too. But the last time when it happened, we were already an hour and 15 minutes into the show. We had gone over 15 minutes, and then all of a sudden, you were gone. I'm like, okay, well, I guess that means the universe is telling us it's time to end the show. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad well, it that really- happened. <laughs> If that happens, that's you what, know, do what you did. Just call, you know, connect back in. That is great. I will. Amazing.
1: We'll just persevere because, look, the reality behind all of this is that none of us can control anything. And mm-hmm. if panic if we don't panic and say, "Oh, it should be working."
0: <laughs> the
1: reality yeah. is it works when it works and it doesn't when it doesn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and even that's fine. It's like. Yes, and and the reality of what you're saying is the isness of it. I love uh Katie Byron's book, uh Love What Is. Um and that is yes. simply cuz what is is exactly what is supposed to be. We put judgments on it by saying, "Oh, it shouldn't be this way." No. If it is, it should be exactly the way it is. Exactly. And it is perfect. It's perfect the way it is. We don't we Sometimes in this this uh, illusion, this movie that we're creating, we don't always see the perfection in every moment. But there is perfection in every moment, and every isness moment is perfect. We just um, we just are not able to see it from that that spiritual realm. Now, from spirit, we can see. oh, that was a perfect moment. Okay, <laughs> but when we're yeah, actually in me. the thick, yes. Go ahead in the thick of it. <laughs>
1: We are, and I just wanted to make clear to people listening to this who don't understand the oneness concept or the re- actually the reality of oneness. It's not even a concept. The thing is, when we say it's all perfect, and I know that there are people who go, oh, these people, they say it's all perfect, you know. <laughs> it's like, it's not perfect. <laughs> and what I would say to them is we're not saying, you know, we're laughing at the fact that you're suffering or that someone's starving in somebody's arms or um, we're witnessing very violent scenes on television through Syria or what have you. We're not saying that, oh, it's all good, you know, great. (laughs) But what we're saying is that we're not in control in the sense that we're living in a reality that is a separated state of consciousness. And what I mean by that is that I appear separate from Carolyn. And Carolyn would look at me as a separate person from Australia. But the reality of oneness is that we are all consciousness looking out upon the world through what feels like separation. So when we see the suffering of the child who's starving in Africa, obviously we feel great compassion. And I say act on that. By all means, act on it. Go and send some... Send something to that child, help that child or talk about it. But Mm -hmm. to not enter into the sorrow of the other because all you're adding from a consciousness perspective is you're adding your own projection of pain onto the world and it literally as an energy moves into the world as fear and it is actually a real phenomenon. It's not just you thinking by yourself and no one knows. It's like if we all think the world is a terrible, terrible place, then we look through the prism of fear and we see a really, really terrible world. But if we start to become conscious and go, hang on a sec, is it true that my world is horrible? Well, actually, no. I'm sitting here in Australia. I'm on a computer talking to my good friend Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's actually not a terrible world, it's a wonderful world because we're going to talk about this
0: yes. and
1: help people to release the fear and operate out of love and I'm just thinking of Peace Pilgrim here Um I yes. had a, a look at her video last night, actually I went onto your Facebook and oh. I thought, oh beauty <laughs> Carolyn's been yes. putting it out there <laughs> Yes, yes, yes and, and can you believe Carol? And I was dreaming about Peace Pilgrim all night. <laughs> really?
0: Oh, really? I, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to Peace Pilgrim right now. <laughs> Me, you. Yes, we can, we can be groupies of Peace Pilgrim <laughs> together. Yes. But, um, Peace Pilgrim,
1: if, 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 and I really recommend people Google her, have a look at she was. When I say greater than Gandhi, I don't really mean a comparison. I just mean that. She was awake. And was Gandhi there. was working on it. Gandhi was working right. on it. He was on his way. But yes. Gandhi is known of course because he walked to the Sea of Dandi in India and he was protesting mm-hmm. over Vault. So he's very right. well known for someone who's walked long distances. But Peace right. Pilgrim, an American, a great American lady. Yes. She was the yes. one that walked more than twenty five thousand miles over twenty eight oh, yeah. years. Yes. In the United yeah. States. And she was one of my first inspirations um, when I became aware of peace.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I read her book.
1: <laughs>
0: and I have her I book now. I'm, I'm going to read it. I've got to read it, yes. Got to read it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Now what she, she my in mind is she was walking 5,000 miles for peace to remind mm-hmm. people peace in the world so she said all i have to do is get up and walk um now i premise this by saying that she spent 15 years in in internal operation for her Mm -hmm. awakening to oneness now that 15 years was all about getting her mind right now when we're looking out upon the world if we're in a very confused very you know painful mindset we're going to see more and more of that when we change our mind or when we, if you like, change some of those or question some of those beliefs and we start to look out upon the world with love, then we become proactive. Now, what she did was walk through many, many towns and cities in the United States. She walked across the state seven times and mm-hmm. talked to people about peace, not only not only world peace, she talked about peace in yourself, which she saw as the highest peace, inner peace. Right. Yeah. Peace in the um, family, peace in the community, and peace in the world. She mm-hmm. discusses that um, she actually in her earlier life, as it, it, through her preparation, she actually worked with disabled people and unwell people. Mm-hmm. and on her journey, she did actually hook up with a guy who decided to walk with her who was mentally unwell. And she said she said that he was very frightening. He was a very big man and very violent. And she, she just walked peacefully with him, talking to him, listening to him with great love. And he did hit her, like she got
0: bruised. <laughs> right,
1: But yes. she did. Lynch she she did what Gandhi did turn the other cheek or, or Jesus did turn the other cheek
0: Nonviolently,
1: mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. non-violently she just looked at him with love and he apparently completely changed from that moment
0: yes yes, yes. So, he was from what I, I I I know the story he um actually he was a young man um I think in his late teens early 20s and he did they he he liked the height so she went hiking with him up in um, the the mountains in the woods, and, and he did get violent, but she didn't, like you said, she didn't respond to his violence, and that shocked him, that surprised him that most people would be fighting him back. Since she didn't fight back, and, he, and since that moment, he never was violent again. So, yes, just his experience with her changed his life. So, so what does that tell us about violence? It tells us
1: that you cannot meet violence with violence if you want it to stop. Now, I really want military people to hear this. I want those in the police to hear this. Those who are carrying guns, and I know in the United States most of you carry guns. <laughs> I just wanted of that by an Australian friend trailing there. <laughs> We don't carry guns here in Australia. I just want to repeat that.
0: <laughs> we okay. don't oh, I applaud Australia. Australians then. I applaud you. <laughs> and
1: and we we did have a massacre down in Tasmania. We had uh, we, what was it called um oh, I can't remember the name now. It's it's a famous massacre where a guy you know shot a lot of people down in Tasmania. Mm. But rather than Panic and go. Oh, we all need to be armed to protect ourselves. Thank- Thankfully, here in Australia, they said we don't need. We actually going to take the arms out of the community is What they did, <laughs> mm-hmm. so they they actually did an amnesty here and they disarmed people.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: what I'm saying is, I remember when I studied peace studies, we looked at the weapon. Now the weapon itself is in. A, if, if nobody put, you know pulls the trigger it's inert, it's just a gun. (laughs) If you've got no bullets in it, it's just a piece of metal. (laughs) The problem is the consciousness holding the gun that says this extension of myself will protect me from the bad people in the world. Now that's a very good guy, bad guy view of the world. The world is not like that. Every human being has goodness in them. If they're in the wrong environment, they can be trained by their parents or their schools or their media that the world is a dangerous place. It's actually not dangerous. And I'm having traveled the world by myself for 20 20 countries that I'm living in a very beautiful world. And what Mm -hmm. I can say to people, and this is again linking to Pilgrim as well, Mm -hmm. when you look out through the prism of love into the face of what you fear, and you don't mirror it, you don't mirror it with fear, you mirror it with love, what you're doing for the other person is you're saying, I don't believe your lie. I don't believe your lie that you think that you're a bad person and that you have to hurt me. What is when you that feels so much pain that you feel you have to hurt me you know, what is it within you? Now, These are very. this is a very, very powerful question.
0: Right. The
1: moment I ask that question of that person, what is it that makes them feel so much pain, they want to hurt me? That person, mm-hmm. you will reach them because that's the real reason why they're intending violence towards you is because they're suffering so intensely that they're projecting their pain onto you. And when they look at you, they see you through the prism of fear. And that's why they create the enemy or they create the other or they Mm -hmm. create the victim. Now, if you don't mirror that and you see a person suffering, then compassion naturally is there. And then you will reach out to that person and they will be disarmed. Mentally, they will be disarmed. Now, Peace Pilgrim did that also with a guy that was about to molest a child in a barn. Do you remember that story? Mm-hmm. I do, yes. You do? Yes. She was looking yes, after the child. Yeah, she saw him going into the barn after the child, and she went and stood between the man and the child, and she looked at him with unconditional love, and she stood there for a long time. Now... He obviously wasn't expecting this, this woman to be standing there and he was confused. He would have been confused at her not going, get out of here and screaming at him and protecting the child, which parents would do or, or adults.
0: Mm-hmm. Instead,
1: she just waited and Byron Kay would do the same thing. They'd wait and look at the person with love and the, the lie of their story is what falls away. That's Mm -hmm. the transformation in the R, Because you're not mirroring them That they're shit That they're a bad person And if they think they're bad That will will provoke the violent attack If you're looking at them with love And the mirror is You're actually beautiful I love you I'm not condoning the action But I'm loving you Mm -hmm. They can't hold the story They can't hold the story So it falls away Yes, it transforms That's the power of love so yes. love, for those who think love is a fluffy, feminine concept, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it is the absolute substance of who we are.
0: It is who we
1: are <laughs> when we yes, stop thinking. It is.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So so true. So and love is the answer to every every problem, every question. Love is the answer. And love is the only thing. It's not just words when you say love is the only thing that will conquer hate. That's the hate. You can't conquer hate with hate. The only thing that conquers hate is love. And like you said, it is. It is a mirror. The outer world is a mirror of our inner. And when we were talking, you're talking collectively. Collectively, the more we look at the world, with thinking it's a horrible place. If we do that collectively, because we are each cells in the body of humanity. I like that, to think of that, that analogy.
1: Yeah, So we're each so. Cell yeah.
0: cells, and so each cell has the power to to project onto the canvas of reality. And if every cell is projecting, projecting an image of, you know, this is a bad place, then that's what is going to manifest. But if every cell says, no, this is a beautiful world, and, so, and every cell starts to resonate, and project that this is a beautiful world, what are we going to manifest we 're going to manifest the beautiful world it 's all about energy, and science is I love to say science has proven this science has proven this so for so many years, maybe close to a hundred years. science has proven that everything is energy, uh, there is nothing truly outside of us but energy, and we 're all energy, and we 're all you know, resonating and vibrating what like you were saying um, at certain frequencies, and the higher our frequency, we raise our frequency, the more we're going to experience who we truly are, which is the essence of love, and that we all are that. So it's it's so true what you say. I, I love the fact that so many people in this day and age, in 2016, there's so many people every day waking up to the truth. Of oneness, the truth of who they are Which is an inseparable spark of God You are love, you are the essence of love That is what you are And when you wake up to that truth You have no fear And you see that the world is beautiful And everything is beautiful Like you said, you don't condone Of course, we're not condoning uh, Anything that a person might do that is um, I I don't even like I don't like to use the word positives or negatives anymore because I I know that everything is neutral and we we put labels on it but I don't condone anything at a lower vibration that's it because it's all vibration higher vibration is what I um, reach for a higher vibration moment and so if something is lower vibration which is like you say pushing against it's re- restrictive it's um, so that lower vibration energy, you don't condone it, but you, what you try to do is raise your vibration and your frequency so just like Peace Pilgrim. And I agree with you. I believe everybody should know Peace Pilgrim's story the way they know Gandhi. I, I really do. I, I think she's so amazing that I am just new, newly watching these videos on YouTube and hearing her speak. I love hearing her give lectures in her own words and she's just she's an amazing inspiration, and I think she should be as well known as gandhi um and our um or the dalai lama or any of these wonderful um the um, Pil- pilgrims of peace you know um because uh, she was just as influential in her day. And it's, it's it's all about. So I was saying, it's all about frequency. So what she did is she was vibrating at such a high frequency. It anything anyone around her, their frequency would have to rise, and, and you know their frequency would would meet that love. Did I, Sue Susan? Are you still there?
1: I, I am. I know you're probably thinking. Oh, oh okay. No, she's gone all right. <laughs> I
0: just want I want to make sure I didn't lose you there. But yeah, it's all about like. <laughs> what you said, the love, the highest frequency is love. And when you shine that love on another, it's going to tap into the love that they are, and it's going to disarm them. That's how you disarm people, is with love.
1: Yes. Absolutely. And and just going back to frequency, um, it's not even that people will necessarily rise to your frequency. It's just that your frequency will actually create a reality for you that mirrors that frequency. So I when I went around the world, um, I met nothing but nice people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I kind of smiled because there could have been, maybe there was someone that was negative, but they weren't attracted into my space.
0: So right, exactly. You know, I
1: was traveling to um, you know, Thailand and India and Egypt, Greece, uh, UK, uh, Ireland, mm-hmm. United States, down through Central right. and South America. And not right. one negative thing happened, not one, and that was over six months. Yes, and and I clowned on the streets, and I met um, people from all walks of life. Now right. they would have just seen I brought my local with me, so I would dress mm-hmm. them up as a clown and go out right. and meet the people, you know. <laughs> and, through the eyes of a clown which is the same as what you would see through the eyes of Peace Pilgrim or Byron Katie or Jeshua Um, Mm -hmm. you would see the same thing so if people who aren't awakened want to know what awakening feels like (laughs) go and be a clown but you know be a clown you have to be in a loving space you can't be you know I was just going to use an Australian acronym there shit scared (laughs) (laughs) you can't be scared (laughs) so you have to be in a place of I love everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. Then you get the the feeling of what the true oneness is. When I'm a clown on the street, I can only see beauty, mm-hmm. and I am fear. I, I feel no fear of anyone. I can sit with someone who's um, on the street, who's a drunk or, or drunk, you know, a drunk. The labeling. Them. They're not eating. Right. they're,
0: they're right, drunk right, a lot.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Or perhaps someone who's on drugs, you mm-hmm. know, who and in fact those people who are on those substances, by the way, are simply trying to get what I've got. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. They're looking
1: for, yeah. they are, they're looking to feel good and they're also looking to thin the bad feelings that they're feeling inside and that's why they drink alcohol or take yep. substances like, you know, marijuana or heroin or whatever. So right. what I'm saying is I act with them and I only see beauty and because they see me as a clown, they mirror back to me love and they mm-hmm. laugh. And they know that my intention is innocent. So okay. typically typically they're positive, but sometimes, every now and then I'll meet someone who really is not in a good space and mm-hmm. I just blow them a kiss and I move on. Right. But right. but but ultimately going to the scenario that we we talked about about being a cell in the body of God, mm-hmm. I was thinking about cancer, and I was thinking how people who are not well, who are who are in hospital, who are sick, typically those people, if they were to examine their thinking, may well find that their thinking is the mirror of their their unwellness, so out of balance. Mm-hmm. They're out of balance. Mm-hmm. So when we come into hospitals as clowns, we project to the people love, which actually can have a can have an impact on how they feel inside themselves. Now, the, mm-hmm. if you're feeling good, if you start feeling good and you start laughing and you do it a lot, you'll actually lift the frequency in the cells in the body. And exactly. that's how we can go into remission. And I know that from my discussions with an Italian priest down in southern Thailand, I was at a HIV clinic with Rotary mm-hmm. when I was Rotary on the Rotary program in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. I, I met with some, uh, we, we actually talked to prostitutes about their experiences in Thailand and these were low-class and high-class prostitutes. When I say the mm-hmm. word class, I'm not saying that one's better than the other, I'm saying that that they had a market you know the high class mm-hmm. prostitutes went for the very wealthy men
0: and the right. low
1: class were like um in a situation where it's on stop servicing if you like
0: right. mm-hmm. and
1: it was a privilege to meet these women from their,
0: their and uh, also to move yeah go on i not. i was just going to Did you want to say up a little no, no, no. I just wanted to say you were breaking up a little bit, so I wanted you to per- I wanted you to repeat what you just said because it broke you were breaking up.
1: All right. What I was saying, is that better? Yes. Can you hear me yes. now? Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm just checking. What what I was saying was when I was in southern Thailand at a HIV clinic with the Rotary program, we were talking with high-class and low-class prostitutes. Now, the high-class prostitutes, they have clients that are very wealthy and the low-class prostitutes tend to have an experience where they're serving one man after the other. It's a a very harrowing experience. Um, All of them are doing it for economic reasons. They're not doing it because they want to. They believe they have to. But if we look at frequency, their frequency is low. They're in a situation where they believe they have no power. Um, mm-hmm. I decided to dress as a clown and visit the prostitutes in their 40-bed facility. And I got to play with some of the uh, women. And these women were very, very skinny because they were close to death. Mm-hmm. It, was very, it was very bad for them. But nonetheless... As a clown, when I walk into that space, I feel no sadness.
0: Right.
1: So when I'm in a space of playing with them, you know, all all I'm looking for is where we can connect, where we can relate. And I remember, I always remember one of the prostitutes, I really, she will always be with me. I remembered I could see the spark in her eye. And you were saying before that everyone has the divine spark. Well, right. I see that spark in the eyes of people when they're really happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she was really happy. And typically, if she wasn't so far down the road, like if, she, if, if I'd been, I believe if she had some interventions early with mm-hmm. humour and positivity, right. she might well have gone into remission. The guy who ran the facility was an Italian priest Mm -hmm. And he said that they started to use humor in the society. He said do have cases of remission Mm -hmm. because the people are feeling better within themselves and, of course, you know, your whole medical kit is within your body, your mind. If you believe very powerfully with all your being that you're well, and I believe that there are stories from Jesus who says that he looked only upon wellness mm-hmm. so he didn't really heal anyone he just looked his, his belief was unshakable and they believed him
0: <laughs> right mm-hmm.
1: and because they believed him they became you know they became well but if they changed their mind later then that wellness disappeared again so mm-hmm. the power of the mind is Unbelievable. I mean, how many people have we heard that have lifted cars off children yes. because all they could think of was saving the child?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So imagine mm-hmm. that sort of power, if we would actually really tap into that.
0: hmm could, that could be very so, interesting, wouldn't so, it? hmm Well, there have been many, I don't know, are you familiar with um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, the biology of yes. belief? Okay, yes. yes. He, he, he's been here on Awake to Oneness Radio. He is amazing. His work is amazing. And it's so true. There's so much that has been so much um study has been done with um laughter and, and um just you know, laughter and healing. Uh laughter is the best medicine. When you really um are feeling that joy within um, not just laughing, and I say that because I recently had a guest that is a, a comedian, and he said it's not just laughing to be laughing because they have this thing called laugh yoga where you know laughter is contagious. They just start laughing, but he's saying what the what he feels that the laugh yoga also needs is humor to actually so have a funny joke, something that really makes you laugh, not just to be laughing to be laughing, which I, I get what you say, it's to be laughing from a, a true level of enjoyment is the the best medicine. I mean, I think everybody look, look, in the world would be cured if they just started laughing. <laughs> look, I
1: think Steve, uh, Steve Bremmerman, wasn't it? Steve is right to some degree. But the reason the laughter yoga people go laugh for no reason is because people interpret jokes differently <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the power of the laughter yoga is to be taken right across the world without insulting anyone <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you and I might find a joke funny but some will look at us and go that's really outrageous
0: i <laughs> uh-huh. very true very true yes we have we have different sense of, sense of humor but um, I do understand it with the humor because I did see, I don't know if you saw the DVD, the, the Secret and I'll never forget in The Secret I have to watch it again because I have it and I've had, I haven't I have watched it in uh, like over 10 years but um, I'd love to watch it again because there is a, a section in there where a lady was diagnosed with, with cancer and she, all she did, she went home and she watched comedy after comedy. She wa- And she literally cured herself with laughter. Yes. She didn't do any traditional Western medicine. She just knew that she could cure, heal herself with laughter. And that's what she did. So I, I think that's so amazing.
1: And I think you'll find uh, with indigenous people, like um, in Australia we've got the uh, Australian... Aboriginal, um, mm-hmm. they they would, you know, some of the, I think it was the medicine man who would point the bone. He would point the bone at a tribe member, and that tribe member mm-hmm. would go away and die. <laughs> and <laughs> I see that, I as that not the power of the bone. <laughs> it's not the power <laughs> of the bone. <laughs> you could pick up any bone and point it at someone, but it was it's actually the power of the belief of the tribes person who believes. That bone has power. And mm. we can say the same with the gun. We can say the same with government. We can say the same with anything that, you know, these things have power. Well, they only have power if you believe they do.
0: <laughs> exactly. The power of belief. That is so, so true. And I hear, I, I hear, I listen to people talk, and I hear people will say, well, it can't. This can't happen or that can't happen. And the only thing I think, and I don't say it, I just think it most of the time, um, is that is your belief. You know, that is, so, and it's true. If you believe you can't, you can't. If you believe you can, you can. That is so true. Uh,
1: And often people think what they believe, and I just met someone recently who I could see really clearly his beliefs. (laughs) And his beliefs were quite negative. And I, it was good. He was a teacher for me in that moment. And I was thinking, yes, mm-hmm. there are various, you know, mindsets that really believe what they're thinking is true. And they believe themselves. They believe that's who they are. And that's the unconsciousness, you know, when you're so locked into to your own thinking and believing the whole world thinks like you. When really right. the whole world doesn't think like you, the world thinks right. very differently. You know, I have a yeah. I have a lovely mother who, who for years, she was a great teacher for me because she really believed everyone should think like her. And <laughs> I used to say to her, mum, mum, I'm not thinking what you're thinking. Right. And and the flip side the flip side of that was that I had a partner for many years who I really believed I knew what he was thinking. Until mm-hmm. one day he said, No, that's not what I'm thinking And <laughs> <So laughs> then I went, Oh, then, okay
0: <laughs> Okay. Well that's so no, you, you hit upon something very key. I mean a lot of times, especially like in relationships, um, a lot of times we want the other person To be able to read our minds We don't, we, like he said He finally said no, that's not what I'm thinking So when a person's like I know what you're thinking And they say it, and if it's not accurate Then you should speak up And say no, that's not what I'm thinking That's what you're thinking And I do that all the time (laughs) With a a friend of mine I tell her all the time we see she's still a dear friend of mine. We talk all the time. I love her to death. We don't see eye to eye on almost anything. We see things totally differently. But see, that's an example of what I was talking about before. I mean, I can I can love her. I can spend time with her. I you know, but we we see things. We as we experience. We could be experiencing the exact same thing or watching the exact same movie. We have totally different viewpoints on what we just saw or what just happened. And I and but I I have to remind her all the time, you know, your perception is very different from my perception. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with I can still love you and we can share. And like, no, I didn't get that from that. I got this from that, you know. It was totally different. Some A lot of times it would be opposites. You know, what she got from something, I got the exact opposite from it. So it's, it's funny. But that's a perfect example of how two people can, you know, coexist in love without being uh, um clones of each other you know you don't have to be a clone you can still love the person for just who they are and that i think that what's true too is that okay go ahead
1: no that's okay i was having i was having a humorous moment and when you were saying (laughs) clones of each other i was thinking clowns
0: Yeah, no, but it's like, I think what it is, the more, I think the more you awaken to truth uh, of oneness and who you really are, the more honest you are with yourself and with others. And I think that's key, because when you can be honest with yourself first, and then honest with others, people will perceive you as you are, and they either, you like, okay, here I am, love me. You know, <laughs> for me, this is me. Love me for me. So that that is a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when you when you awaken, and it, and it is like you said with uh, Peace Pilgrim. It took her 15 years to prepare for her her walking for her journey for her pilgrimage pilgrimage. Uh, it took her 15 years of preparation. So it is a it's a process. It's a, I always say it's a moment-to-moment process. Now, I hope I didn't lose you. Are you there? Ah, Suzanne. Okay, I think we, and you know we have about, you can call back in, but we have about two and a half minutes left in the show. I wasn't planning on going over an hour tonight just for the fact that I have been working <laughs> so much this week. I am just so exhausted but i think we did lose suzanne but it's you know she can i'm, I'm gonna see if she calls back in she's wonderful actually i i've uh, become very good friends with suzanne she is on the other side of the world and she's like my sister we talk we skype well we you know we we skype a lot we email each other weekly so she's amazing um we are very much in an, Alignment, But see, this shows you. I have Suzanne who's on the other side of the world who is completely in alignment with me, and I have another friend right here in the Poconos, and we're like a water and oil, oil and water, <laughs> but I love her to death, you know. So that shows you um, that you can love someone and not always have to agree with them, and that, that is a, a good lesson to learn about peace. Because that's what really oneness is all about Is peace and love And just living each moment from a place of love So I I actually think um, we have lost Suzanne She is not coming back But it's all good We had a wonderful show with her And we will be talking to her soon and probably having another show. Okay, and hopefully she may either uh, come to the States soon, and that would be amazing. So, Suzanne, I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, listeners. Have a great weekend. All the best. Love you. Good night.